So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. How you doing, Vince? What's up, Doctor? What is happening? Man, it's another... uh... Awesome. Yeah. What's going on, Doctor? Got me pumped today, man. With you I mean you show the guns every week, man. I had to pull mine out this week. Yes. <laughs> you got the money guns, bro. You got the show guns, man. Yeah. Yes, I saw the uh, beautiful picture of you with your little son at uh, Denny's. Was it Denny's? It was Bob Evans. Bob Evans. That was yeah, a, quite the picture, bro. I really Thank enjoyed you, that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, he was. It was his first play, his first uh, production play. He played Jukes and Peter Pan Jr. So that is awesome. Uh, that he is did. awesome. Thank you, man. He did a fantastic job. He's nine years old and in his first play. And he, he, I mean, he looked, you know, I'm trying, I'm not trying to put my son over just because he's my son, but he's, I mean, he really looked like he has been doing this for years. Like he, he was yeah. an absolute pro, just the theatrics. It was just so good, man. He made Captain Hook like a million bucks, you know. And was he, was he loving it? Oh, he loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, it. man. That yeah. is awesome. Good for him. Yeah, they've man. been practicing for three months. So yeah, it yeah. was yeah, yeah. It was a lot of a lot of uh um lines to learn and all that good stuff. For so, for a nine year old, bro, that's amazing, man. Know, that is know. amazing. Yeah, he did fantastic, man. I was like, yeah. I gotta I gotta treat this, I gotta treat this little boy. Um and and I, I treat my kids all the time, but yeah, I was like, man, I gotta do a special special treat because i cook my big I, I cook my family a big five course brunch every saturday and sunday and uh this saturday i was like you know what i'm gonna treat elijah to uh his his special time with with daddy that's, because it was that, such that's a awesome time. man good for you man you're a good thank dad you. bro thank you man appreciate it well uh i think that's all we got when it comes to it, uh because we're gonna have to go uh sharp pivot to uh not so good unfortunately so uh vince what do you think of raw man a, a, a panoramic view of, of raw before we get to the specifics uh, you know chris from from the beginning of this show to the end um and this is what the complaint has been all along and this is why they've lost me and I'm going to make an analogy for you here. Bro, everything is just a fight. Mm-hmm. People are mad at each other and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. There's really no basis to why they're mad at each other. It's almost like they're mad at each other because they're supposed to be mad at each other. You know you know what it would be like, Chris? It would be like watching the Rocky and Apollo Creed fight on a loop over and over and over again, never getting the backstory, uh, never understanding the characters, having no emotional uh, uh, connection to them whatsoever. And you just keep seeing this fight on a loop over and over again, because that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing the same people fight on a loop over and over and over over again yeah yeah i I mean that's 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 
the show, bro. That that is the show. Everybody knows wrestling is not real. So we we know these these matches are choreographed and nobody's really fighting. And when that's all you have, give me a reason why you should be interested. Vince, to the hardcore wrestling fan, I think this was probably, it wasn't a hit, but it wasn't a miss. And, and I feel like to the hardcore wrestling fan, that's probably the assessment of tonight's Raw. But the problem is I don't look I don't look at today's Raw as a hardcore wrestling fan. I look at it as one a businessman because I'm a businessman. So I'm looking at does the casuals what what this again, we talk about focus group. I bring this up all the time. If I set a focus group down and I said, "Okay, watch this Raw. How many times did you have the uh, the inkling to change the channel to your favorite show? I I bet at least most of them, if there were 12 people, I would say at least 90% of them would say more than a half dozen times, at least. And to me, from a business model, that's a problem because they're not going to be inclined to turn back to Raw. And that's the thing. If you've lost me an hour yeah. one, if I'm a casual fan, I'm not going to turn back to hour two. At least give me some intrigue, a cliffhanger. So if I'm watching my favorite ba uh, baseball or if I'm watching the NBA finals, give me something like a cliffhanger, which they tried to do today. I can tell they did it today with the, oh, 10 o'clock. This is happening at 10 o'clock. The U.S. title match, 10 o'clock. It seemed like they were trying to have that cliffhanger in trying to have people come back from the NBA NBA finals. But to me, just the bill wasn't strong enough to keep me there. If I was a casual yeah. fan watching the NBA finals, who's this theory guy? Why do I care? Okay. Maybe Cody, but I'm just not interested enough to come back. Chris, I got to tell you something in television, man. And, and, and I, I, um, I live through this, bro. When you lose the casual fan, when you lose a viewer, you use them. And I'm going to give you the perfect scenario, Chris. When my first three months at WCW with Ed Ferrara, the last show before we took over was a 2.6. Mm -hmm. In three months, Ed and I were tearing down the old foundation, building our new foundation. And in three months, that 2.6 was at a 3.5. Nice. Okay. In three months. Then, bro, politics kicked in. And, you know, Vince Russo went home and Kevin Sullivan and his crew are booking the show. In three months, it went back down to a 2-6. Mm -hmm. They called me back. Chris, I knew we lost them. I, mm -hmm. I knew we lost them. I knew we were gaining them and we were gaining the momentum in the first three months. We lost them in that next three, and I knew we weren't getting them back. These casual fans that have left Raw, bro, they're never coming back. They're gone. They've moved on. They've grown up. They've been turned on to other things. They are gone. So, so what you have to do at this point, I guess, is try to create new fans. Mm -hmm. Well, bro, what what got the fans interested that are now gone? All the things that got those fans interested at this at the get-go, you're not doing those things now. Right. So if, if the older fans are gone and you're not doing anything to garnish new fans, you've got the same people watching your show every single week. For sure. And you're and you're and if you think about it, Vince, your 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 fan base is is kind of like deteriorating. It's it's not healthy because if it's if like they're at a 1.5 now on several weeks. They got a, they got nearly a 1.6, I think, a week or two ago. I mean, they've been they've been hovering in the 1.5 to 1.78 range. 1.9 to about 2.1 for SmackDown. I think they had like a 1.9 and a 1.5 uh, SmackDown and Raw, respectively. 
So it's like even the casual fans are tapering off. And like that that goes to show that you can't blame the NBA finals, you can't blame this or this or that. You know, it's just at the end of the day, you're not doing enough to keep even the hardcore fans uh interested. And I just I, I just think that's a that's a, a major issue of like who are you tr- trying to cater to? Who are you trying to attract? Because as I've been a fan, a wrestling fan for over 35 years now, about 36 or seven now. And I've talked to a, a lot of other wrestling fans and I've actually have, I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a interview. I'm a journalist and I'll ask people questions and people who are still holding on or are still hardcore fans. I'll ask them, would you uh, sit someone with you? And recommend this product to someone to say, hey, watch, I think you'll be able to, uh, I think you'll get into it. Unanimously, everyone said no. <laughs> like they wouldn't, they wouldn't just give them the product or invite them over the house. I mean, you know, you, you, you experienced this. I experienced this in my day too. I mean, back in the day, you used to just bring people over, college and things like that. We used to all watch wrestling together. And, but and no. Chris, that still works, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, living proof in 2022, that still works. Bro, my wife is not a sports fan at all. Mm-hmm. At all. She's not. We don't watch sports together. She doesn't like sports. Like, that's my thing, mm-hmm. okay? Bro, 10 weeks ago, Uh, HBO started that series about the Lakers dynasty called winning time. Mm -hmm. So 10 weeks ago, I was going to watch this show. My wife said, what are you watching? I said, you know, I want to watch a show about the Lakers. Okay, bro. After sitting there and watching the first episode with me every Sunday, we're going to watch a new episode. We're going to for 10 straight weeks. My wife doesn't give a crap about basketball for 10 straight weeks. Why? She got interested in the characters. She got interested in the story. And every Sunday night, she was waiting to see this has no interest in basketball whatsoever. It still works, Chris. Yeah, great example. It still works when you have something to sell. People will still sit down and watch it. It still works, bro. I agree. hundred percent. Great example there. Uh, But instead we get an amazing raw, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. 26 (laughs) minutes, 26 minutes of RKO and the street profits to open the show. Wow. Was it nearly a half hour? Wow. Oh my goodness. Yes, that's, that's a sixth of the entire show. Ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So, yep. All right. Well, we uh, they start, they, they do an in-ring promo, get interrupted by the Street Profits. Um, and it just seems like I, I despise the why, the way that they're booking the Street Profits. You're trying to like the, the goal should be to build up new tag teams or build good tag teams or reputable tag teams or tag teams that are. Uh, in contention, but it just seems like there's this broken record of street profits coming to interrupt tag matches just to lose. I mean, they they did it with RK bro many times. They've lost the Alpha Academy. Like, why do I care? And I and I like the street profits as a tag team, but I despise the way they're being booked. Why do I care about this match, Vince? If I watch this every week. Why exactly do I care about this match that has happened? And it's happened at nauseum. Bro, you know what the thing is, man? If we go back, if we go back, remember when tag teams were really a thing? You know, the the Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the British Bulldogs. Yeah. The we Legion even got a Road Doom. Warrior pop, Vince. Like, yes. we, we named the biggest type yes. of pop after a tag team. Yes, Legion of Doom. Demolition. We can go on. Mr. Fuji and Professor mm-hmm. Taru Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka yep. Bro, what, what it was was there was a connection between the two people. Yep. You yep. knew the connection. You knew the connection between Anvil and Bret Hart. We were never told why these two guys are together. That's a good point. Are they childhood buddies? Yep. Are they college buddy? 
there has never been a story told on an individual basis of why these guys are together as a team. That's a huge problem right there. We we saw that with RKO. We, th- we, we saw that. We, we, but with Street Profits, did they know each other as kids? Like, we know nothing about the back history and the backstory. All we know, bro, is they go out there and wrestle every week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, a- after two years... Okay, we we get it. They're they're a tag team that wrestles. We're, we're not interested. Yep, I agree. Good point here. All right. Uh, so, like I said, every week I'm going to have y'all a fun question because that's much more uh, more fun than than Raw is. So, the question of the week is: uh, What are some of your most memorable babyface turns? Some of your most memorable babyface turns. <clears throat> so. I'll be reading them uh, as we get into the next segment. Uh, I know for me, one of the first ones that stick out is uh, the Undertaker turning babyface. Uh, I was very happy about when the Undertaker turned babyface and uh, was turning uh, turned against a heel Jake Roberts, and it actually led to their match at WrestleMania. And so, uh, I w- that one stuck out for st- stuck out for me. Any any one stick out for you, Vince? Bro, the one that sticks out for me, and like I, you know, I was a WWF guy, but this was, you know, Georgia, Florida, Gordon Soley. Bro, I remember, and you, you, you'll probably know the details. I remember Dusty was in a feud. Yep. And there was a big cage match going on. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Dusty had been like, had a history with Nikita Koloff. Yep. Okay. And I remember, bro, Nikita showed up as Dusty's partner. Do you, yep. do you know what I'm talking yep. about? Yep. Yep. Bro, and, I, and, and I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, that wrestling company, but I remember at the time that was huge when nikita mm-hmm. and dusty wrestled you know side by side that that was that was a huge this, moment. i think they were called the superpowers if i'm not mistaken maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i remember bro, that that goes way back that goes 70s back bro but yeah, I, I remember that vividly yeah, yeah yeah i think there were i think there were superpowers in nwa so um so nikita turned baby face um and so i'm talking i'm thinking nwa days this had to be Ooh, had to be about 87, I think it was. when well, I, think uh, when, it was, I think it was before that, bro. I yeah, think. so not Nikita. Nikita was not, not Nikita Koloff. No, Nikita Koloff started uh, around the same time, like Sting and Luger. Like the, all the Minnesota boys, like around. Um, mm, Nikita started around 83 five or six around that time yeah. yeah yeah well i i do remember bro like it was footage too from like a house show like they oh. used to do that on georgia championship breast and they would show you house show footage like you aren't supposed to see this yeah you know, i love they, that and, yeah and it was from a house show i remember that the way they did it nice yeah. i love it uh his debut uh 84 84. Okay. So yeah, it was a little later than I than I remember. Akita. Akita and Uncle Ivan. Yeah. Um Rollin. Rollin with the 199 super chat, my man. Yes, thank you, Rollin. Savage at WrestleMania 7 reconciles with Liz Hogan at uh WrestleMania 18. Yeah, Hogan was like uh wasn't even supposed to turn Toronto turned Hogan that that time, but um uh, yeah, WrestleMania seven. Uh we get the match made in heaven and match made in hell. Elizabeth, will you marry me? Very nice, Chris. Oh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Thank you very much. You know, I'll, I'll do another one. Uh, I'll do another voice voice effect where we get to the Judgment Day segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um young ones will never know when them turned on dusty in 88 um no that's a heel turn right that when them turned on dusty in 80 
Uh, oh yeah, slaughter, slaughter turning baby face on the sheik. Yeah, when when slaughter turned heel. Yeah. Thank you, Rollins, putting my savage uh, impersonation over. Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. See stuff like this, I can talk about all. all oh all. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Um, let's see. Next, we get to uh, theory cuts an interview. Uh, on you know, hey, I pop for this. See, here's the thing, Vince. I pop for this. I pop for the old school nineteen. 19- 91 platform stage interview. Yeah, no, that was I like that. I'll, I'll we have, we, we haven't that. seen yeah. that in forever. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. We haven't seen yeah. that in forever. And and I bet you they don't do it again. I hope they do, man. Yeah. I, that that I was like, yes, man. This yeah. is the old school yep. ultimate warrior getting in, interviewed uh, about Papa Shango, and then the yep. the black goo comes down. He's like, oh yes. Boyerson. Yeah. Uh man, there's so much. The uh Savage. Um, I mean the the uh well, there's been Savage uh interviews, but the the DiBiase segment when uh yeah. RVD was the one bouncing the uh, the the basketball and he kicked the ball and he kicked the ball at the very end. There's a lot of memories on that platform. Yeah, no, stage. that was I I yeah, that was a good little touch, bro. That was yeah, I'll yes. pop for that, man. That was great. Uh, next we have, uh, oh yes, we have Edge cutting another cheesy, (laughs) cheesy, uh, cheap heat promo. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why (laughs) you do not like me is because I'm better than you. <laughs> I need one of those, man. I need one of those bad, one of those modulators, man. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Just super cheesy, super cheesy promo, Vince. I, I was like, oh man. Like he's he's like he's doubling down on the cheesy cheap heat, man. God, I almost I almost think it's a rib because I, I expect so much better from him than that yeah. bro like seriously like what what do you what, like is is this a rib like that we're not getting or the haircut now the Rhea ripley style haircut now and bro well, and he, like he, he, here's another thing it's stuff like this that like i'm just like so Rhea ripley has a match against um um uh um uh what's a face live right live morgan yep yeah why are Damian Priest and Edge allowed to stay out there? Why is the referee just allowing them to stay out there? Because, bro, if that were the case and I was a single wrestler, I would just get three or four of my friends and parade them out there with me every time to the Correct, ring. Correct, like, I don't know. Like, these are the things I can't stand. These are and the things was- like that. It's 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 so insulting to watch the show when these th- two guys are outside. They're gonna get involved, and the referees calling the match like it's even steep. Like, oh, right. bro, it's pathetic. <laughs> it, it, it's freaking pathetic, bro. It really. And if is. these were the days of Toots Mont Vince, you would oh. need your manager's license. Come on, where's the manager's license at? Gee whiz, bro. And bro, and the whole idea with the manager's license was, bro, what what was Jimmy Hart gonna do? What was Bobby Heenan gonna do? They they right. weren't wrestlers that could right. get physically involved in the match, bro. Right. Paul Bearer didn't get physically involved in the match, bro. It's it's a whole different thing, bro. Yep, yep. They, they were distractions, if anything, but. They could distract if they wanted to because they had their manager's license. They had the ability to go out there and and accompany their people. You can't just have two people out there with no proof of a manager's license. Just any like you said. Otherwise, anybody can just go out there whenever they want. You know, yeah. if some like if I it, just because manager's license don't exist anymore, it didn't exist then. But we're we're, we're playing the gimmick here. But if the manager's license. Don't exist now. Wonder if I just like was in the back. If I was someone like a uh, someone who's basically been in catering for for a while now, say like uh, uh, what's his name, Squ- uh, Squeaky Cedric, and we'll get to him in a bit. 
say for for weeks Greeky Cedric was he was in catering and why don't I just come out doing like a, a world title match because I just wanted to distract the champions and try to get my way into the title match why can't I just come out and do that if I didn't have a manager's license well bro first of all if the referees are nameless and faceless sure. then they're not important so like if, if if you're never going to establish the referees to begin with yep. then yeah bro ha have them be complete imbeciles that are gonna let all this stuff happen because we don't know them by name anyway so who, yeah. who are we gonna cut a promo on which is a problem to me too because uh i'm, I'm good friends with uh marty elias and uh you know he he he, he uh was telling me about this i've interviewed him a bunch of times and he was telling me about like how vince like made it a thing that he didn't want identities for referees anymore. I'm like, man, the Tommy Youngs, the the uh, my no good friend uh, Joe Hamilton, uh, Nick Patrick. You know, what I mean, like uh, Danny Davis. You know, what I mean, becoming a part of the Hart Foundation. I mean, referees had identities before, man. They were part of the the, the pie. Now. Faceless, nameless. Yep. No and, then there, and, and bro, in boxing, the referee was, you always knew the referee. Oh, yeah. They were always a part of it in boxing. I mean, you know, you know, the referees, yeah. are, I mean, umpires are still a thing in baseball. Yeah. You know, the good umpires, yeah. we know the bad umpires, you know, yeah. um, I, I, that, that that's a Vince thing, bro. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I just can't stand the fact that these guys are going to be allowed to stand out there and do whatever they want to do and yeah. no consequences whatsoever. Agreed. Awesome sauce for $2 super chat, bro. Chris, it's raw. There's no logic. Well, yes, uh, that is true. But uh, we're, we're going to continue to double and triple down of how illogical it is because that's what we get paid to do. All right. Uh, uh, Kenny Bolin, uh, Mills Lane. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, Mills Lane. Yep. The great Mills Lane. We even used him on an episode of Raw, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, next we get uh what's next? So Rhea Ripley defeating Liv Morgan, you know. And also, then, and then, ba and then Bela came out and had a match with uh uh Damian with, uh, Priest and Damian that AJ's backup. Yeah. And then Edge yeah. uh, interrupted. But I find this really weird. Um Rhea Ripley joins the judgment day. The judgment day group yesterday and she has this like back and forth last minute win match against Liv morgan how in the world does that develop her character from this evil menacing turn because, oh, he, here's, exa here's exactly what they did this is exactly what they did chris it's three hours so they have to eat up time yeah. so they have the long match and then they get the heat at the end yeah. That that's what they're looking at. So the, the long match didn't mean anything. Didn't even take place because we got to eat up time. We'll just get the heat at the end of the match. That's what they did. Horrible, horrible. Yep. Rollin, my man. Woo. You are going in today. Shout out to Rollin. It said, "Quote: I was one who broke up your favorite tag team. I honestly didn't know that Rhea and Liv were, was my favorite tag team. Shame on us for this. Good call, man. Very nice, very very nice. I agree with you a hundred percent. Rhea Ripley and Liv uh, was not my favorite tag team. Neither were there anyone's favorite tag team that I know." Um, uh, and none of you, you know, 3 million plus uh, fans have uh, ever told me or made it clear in the Legion of Raw shows that Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley were your favorite tag team. So I don't know exactly what he's talking about with that. So uh, that's that that one was a bust. Uh, next, we get uh, MVP Lounge uh, with Omos. So we talked about Finn Balor and Priest. Um, more heat from Judgment Day uh, with Edge doing the spear. They do a sweep spear connection now. Um, MVP Lyles with Omos. Squeaky Cedric comes back out. Uh, he he cuts his promo again and as squeaky as ever, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just, I mean, man, why in the world are they dogging my boy Cedric Alexander? He is such... He's being used as such just a, a lame 
lackey, just nobody now. Again, bro, leaving, leaving, leaving the house on a weekend, leaving the wife, leaving the kids, going to the, and this is, this is what you're doing tonight. Okay. That was worth it. I'm going to get ragdolled tonight. I'm going to cut a very scathingly obnoxious promo, get a ragdoll. And that's it. All right, we're going home. What, you know what, what did this accomplish that we haven't seen? Ten nothing, times? Vince. Nothing, Come on, bro. Nothing, please, nothing whatsoever. <sighs> Next, we get uh, um, Adam Pierce announcing that Cyan Deville's the WWE official contract has been terminated, and she's now only an in-ring competitor. Uh, and she gets a surprise opponent. The surprise opponent is a returning Alexa Bliss. Who's with Lily again, and a replica of Lily, according to the therapy sessions that she had, and she squashes Cyan Deville. So is this? I mean, what does this lead to? Well, there were two things to this that were absolutely atrocious. Okay, For, first of all, Sonia Deville's cell when she sees Alexa Bliss. Yeah. What? What are, what are you so afraid? Like, what, yeah, what, what, this ain't Taker. It's freaking the five foot two Alexa Bliss. So what 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 is she so shaken of? She was talking to herself and this, that, and the other thing. That's number one. Number two, this is how you're gonna bring Alexa Bliss back. Right. I was oh thinking, that was my one I was thinking. God, about. Yeah. bro. Bro, the last time they brought it back was in the doctor's office. That was a fart in church. And now that all led to a elimination chamber. Uh, exactly exactly and now <laughs> she just makes her return cold against uh sonia deville okay okay that's that's how you treat a star that's yeah. how you make stars right bro what a lackluster you know return it's been three months since she's competed in the uh, you know we've seen her on tv and even before that you know it was september elimination chamber i was actually i'm not i'm not elimination but uh extreme rules i was there actually with the whole her and charlotte gimmick and she was off you know for for months did the whole she was gone for a few months and then for a few weeks she did the the therapy thing a lackluster return and then nothing they didn't have anything to do with her for three months i know she got married to ryan cabrera cabrera but i mean three months we haven't seen her and uh now you just bring her in at a very lackluster spot man that doesn't this doesn't build her up whatsoever no this listen this is not how you treat a star obviously bro they don't look at her as a star this is not how you would return in austin i agree it's not how you would return a rock this is not this is how you would return um uh uh steve lombardi <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler. Shout yes. out to the Brooklyn Brawler. Very nice reference here. Purple Bond. Five thousand. Five dollars. Five dollars super chat, bro. Vince, bro. I agree with you, Becky Stardust. I mean, Becky Lynch just playing cosplay. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous with her character. Ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. Yes, indeed. Very, very much so um ezekiel and kevin ken owens ken owens segment he's uh kevin owens uh older brother uh alpha academy interferes he ends up taking the the gimmick off and end up beating up ezekiel uh can you explain to me again why kevin owens is the only one who's bothered by this Uh, yes he made it clear in the promo did you not pay attention i don't pay attention to these segments he can't stand liars that's why that's what this is all about. And all you people are liars. Every one of you are liars. And I can't stand liars, doggone it. That's that's why he's uh that's why he's uh he's so rough. He's, he's, he's so he's so impacted and influenced. He can't stand he liars, work. yes, bro. Wow. He's got a deep-rooted issue with liars. Yes. Mm, that's that's man. the story. That's the yeah. Story. Wow, yeah, that'll put butts in seats, Vince. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, backstage segment, Adam Pierce, Oscar, and Becky Lynch. Uh, I, I wasn't feeling this, man. And again, I'm an Oscar guy. Um, they are just burying my girl, man. Like, I just I like if if you have a fan, you have an Oscar fan here 
that is losing interest in Asuka. I mean, how bad can you get with building your character? Meanwhile, bro, she does. I don't know if you've probably seen them online, Chris. She does, or she was doing, I don't know if she does them anymore. Bro, she does like cooking videos online and stuff. And, and she is so freaking likable. Yes, she is. How do you turn that into, I, I got green goop painted yeah, on goo. I don't I don't understand it, bro. Her her videos are so entertaining and so personal, and you really like her. But no, we got green goo, and okay, all right. And she's okay. very pretty. And like it's just like I don't like what why are they doing that? I, I don't like when know. they first when she first came, it was just like some some slants type of deal. Yeah, and it was Didn't it somebody was once. Didn't didn't she get sprayed in the eye with mist or something, and then she's had it on ever since then? Isn't that how it originally started? Something like that. Know. Who who would have done it? Uh, I, I could have sworn that. I could have sworn that's how it started, bro. The only person who was spraying mist at that time was uh, Alistair Black. Um, so that might have been the case. I could have sworn, bro. I don't um, think it was missing link. It may have been missing link. You know what's <laughs> it would have been great if it was. See, now that I'm interested in. If <laughs> yeah, missing link nice. shows up next week and starts spitting green mist at people, I'm interested. I'm in. I'm in, man. I'm in. <laughs> uh, next we get uh, Vermahan versus Frank Loman. Uh, poor segment, but I was thinking this, Vince. I said... You know what? I would be interested. This is what I would be interested in doing, uh, seeing. I would be interested in Veer doing this for like the next month or so, right? And a person, a star is developed by actually beating him. Like he he, he gains all like this. One, one, two, three, kid. And right yeah, like, 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 exactly. Like, like, I'm in for that. I'm in for yeah. that, bro. That, I'm in for that. I'm like, that, that to me, that is what would make all this make sense. Yeah. Just building all this heat to feed to someone who's just going to be 50 50 in two weeks. I'm not, I don't buy that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's just basically how it's booked right now. He's yeah. just going to be fed to another baby face who's going to be 50 50 in two weeks. Yep, but at the I same agree. time, you can do a kid and and razor type of deal with three, four weeks down the line. One of the local guys actually, you know, he slips on a banana peel and he loses. And I think that that would have uh, um, more of, of a payoff with this than to just feed yeah. him to a. You know, I don't mind a, that. I don't I don't mind that at all. Yeah. That's I, I would be cool with that. Like this, this guy looked. I mean, he looked like he he looked like he could be one of the guys. You know what I mean? He looked good. Yeah. Um, But I was like, when I saw him, I'm like, yeah. I don't think he makes sense to fit in this spot. It needs to be smaller guys. But I mean, I, I remember Leon Ruff did that in NXT, and uh, he ended up being uh, NXT uh, uh, champion. It wasn't necessarily like some big person who was having heat for weeks but leon ruff was a relative unknown and then you know he ended up winning the nxt north american championship so i think that would be a good payoff but other than that i'm just I, i'm i'm not buying it man uh dylan with the five dollar super chat bro shout out to the sk nation y'all are pulling it tonight uh hey vince just watched your awesome shoot interview yeah, that, was, with sad, that was that was sad that 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 one hurt that was very sad mm. very what was sad about it i don't I didn't just, see the, just the condition he was in bro um mm. just very frail and weak frail. it was very very yeah. sad for me yeah yeah that's very sad very sad indeed is he in the hall i think so he's gotta is he? be sk nation is paul on North I, North I North North? Is. i'm pretty sure he is you better be. Um, let's see. Next, we have uh, Cody Rhodes defeating Theory by disqualification because Rollins attacks Cody Rhodes after a match. Okay. So he says uh, 2000. Okay. A few people saying 2005. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, so Cody cuts a promo 
and basically saying that the chapter is closed. He beat Seth Rollins on two straight pay-per-views. Right, right. But what is next? So, so Hell in the Cell's in a few weeks. So it seems as if somehow by losing two match earns him some type of match. And I think they're going to gimmick it up. I think it's going to be a Hell in a Cell match. So is it a trifecta of losses by Seth Rollins now against Cody Rhodes? I, I think, I think bro, that this bro, is going bro, to be set up for Cody. Bro, let, let, let's just be real simple. Remember Ali Frazier? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I believe uh, Joe won the first one. I believe Ali won the second one. But my point is, if it's Ali Frazier and Joe Frazier wins the first two fights, does a third fight mean anything? And then, no. and then what, bro? If Ali wins the third one, then we got to have a fourth one so they can even it up? Right, and then right. we're going to get to the best of five. Like, what, what are we doing here, bro? Right. Like you, right. you beat the guy freaking twice. Why do we need a third match, bro? So then if it's two to one, what, Rollins is going to come back? I want to even the score? We're going to do this again, bro, so we can make it two to two? There's no such thing as a rubber match if there's two straight wins. Yes. You think match. they even know? You think they know what a rubber match is? You, I, don't you think think so. they, they, I don't think they do either, bro. I don't think they have any any idea what a rubber match is. Yeah, very, very sad to see. It just it just to me just doesn't make sense. But they probably will gimmick it up though. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, so you've already made your point. You've beat Seth Rollins twice. Beating him in, in a cell. Okay, what does that do? You've already did what you need to do. It seems like they're really trying to build Cody up for Cody Reigns, probably um, either Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, which I'm not opposed to. Um, I personally think that Drew should be the one that should beat uh, Roman Reigns in September, since they it's their you know first pay per view in the UK in a long time. So I think that that would be a good time to beat roman reigns <clears throat> i don't mind cody and reigns that uh i don't know what do you think money they're, they're both stadium events money in the banks in july in vegas and then summer slams in, in tennessee um which uh, one would you want, if you they, had they, they, they might want to make a big splash in vegas you know like you know when they go to those big towns you know they they yeah. like to do something big you know mm -hmm. yeah AEW's had events in uh I think they're double or nothing events in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that would be kind of a tie-in with, with Cody. So yeah, I, I'm I can see that. I can see Cody and uh Reigns at at um Money in the Bank in July. So I, I do think that I think I think that Cody will be fed to Reigns, which I actually am I'm, I'm fine with that. Um I, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me which one it is, which month it is, as long as Reigns has continued to get that heat to give it to, ideally to me, it would be Drew. Um, who, who else do you, I mean, we've talked about this before. Who's there? Who's there to, to beat Reigns at this point? I don't know, bro. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Then, then someone has, would have to win the money in the bank match. And then it's just, the development of characters nowadays, man, it's just so suspect. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so speaking perfect segue, we have Dewdrop come back after a long hiatus to give Nikki ASH a pep talk just for the following week. The the first time that they compete is this new gimmick uh, together they lose they, they have a a jobber entrance they they don't have any type of nothing they have a jobber entrance and they lose against the champions and somehow do drops arguing with nikki ash as if she didn't lose with her i've got a, a different perspective on this and i want to see if somebody from uh uh, sp uh sports Kita nation can help us with this okay you are a professional wrestler mm-hmm you are getting ready for your match. You got a big match against uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. So you're getting ready for, you're stretching out, whatever you're doing, okay? At what point uh, do you go into makeup and have them put on false eyelashes? And why? 
and why? Like, so you, you ready? Big match coming up. Okay. But before I go there, I got to go. I got to go to makeup and I, they got to put my false eyelashes on. Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, yeah. like, like wh- 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 why, why are why are we doing that? <laughs> Can somebody explain that to me? It's the most bizarre thing in the freaking world to me. Women wrestlers wearing fake eyelashes to wrestle. And it's, uh, and the fact that they lose them a lot while they're in the uh, in the match, you'll, you'll you'll see like Bianca Belair, like uh, like one eye is out, like one lash is out, and the other lash. It is gone. the most bizarre, ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I, and I think I mean, they're to me, they don't. It's not necessary. Like it's like they're just they're just they're beautiful women who don't need that. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're. You know, they, they don't need it. They're, they're, there's more I want to get into that, but we'll just leave it there. Um, Champa, don't call me Tommaso Champa. Uh, beats Mustafa Ali because uh, the Miz is a special guest referee. He pulls the speaking of referees, he pulls the uh, the the Danny Davis on him, the fast count, and and so. More toward this Mustafa Ali Miz feud that again I don't know who cares about. I can't even believe, I can't even believe you're saying that. Wait, what was that again? What's this feud? Mustafa Ali Miz feud. <laughs> Bro, come on! How can you say that with a straight face? How can you say that with a straight face? Come on, man! Oh my god, bro. Let's move on to what I think was the worst thing on the show. I could not believe this, bro. Lacey Evans is telling her story about an abusive father or an alcoholic father. She is reading off a teller prompter. Well, they've been doing that for about. But to tell a story like this, bro, bro, this is the Jr. Sit down, bro. This is the Oprah Winfrey. Like this is to get the real emotion. She was reading it off a prompter, and you could see that she was reading it off the prompter. This should have been a very, very, very emotional interview. And this ain't Lacey Evans's fault. But, I mean, at some point, Lacey Evans has to say, you really want me to read this? Yeah. You could tell she was reading it, was it straight word for word off a teleprompter, bro. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and, it, and it takes away the genuineness. Like, this this, this here, for me, I'm a therapist. And so, like, it resonates with me. Like, yes, I, people say I'm this to me you. in my office every day. So it resonates with me. And, bro, not only that, I, I wanted to resonate with me. I wanted to. I yes. want to feel her pain. I'm not going to feel her pain reading off a teleprompter. Correct. Come on, man. I agree. What are you, yeah. what are you doing, bro? I, I think the sit-down idea is 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 perfect because it gives her the opportunity to be genuine because this right here is something i can sink my seat my teeth into this is real this is something that can be an amazing baby face type of build i don't know why she was on raw because she's been on smackdown for over a month now and bro god forbid god forbid in a sit down god forbid she breaks down and cries oh we, we don't want that we, we don't right. want to see that type of emotion, bro, when she's talking about her, her old man. We don't want to see that. Nah, let her read it off a teleprompter. You, yeah. you guys are, they're out of their minds, bro. Yeah. Like, they, they are, they, they've lost their freaking minds, bro. And, and all the raw just feeling that comes with this Gone. story. You know? Gone. Yep. Uh, not a yep. fan. Yep. Um 24 7 divorce segment vents you got anything on that no i, I don't watch those no i, I don't watch those no. bianca belair versus oscar uh, to me this is this this bill was horrible you you have bianca belair you have oscar two people who could be main eventing wrestlemania bianca has main event wrestlemania before and like you have this type of match to be a contenders match if she beats again vince 
What in the heck is going on with these contenders matches? You have to beat the champion to become number one contender. This is the weirdest, ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. It it gives you two matches out of one. I mean, that's exactly what it does. It gives you a match this week and it gives you a match next week or the week after. That's exactly what it does, bro. Exactly. Horrible, man. Just horrible. A contenders match. Bro, and here's another another thing, bro. Like... like I, I I I don't know I don't know what they're doing, bro. But bro, I've produced a thousand interviews, okay, bro. And bro, okay, you want to come in? You want to come in wearing sunglasses, okay, Bret Hart? You want to wear your sunglasses? That's great, Brett. But about ten seconds in, you want to make sure you take your sunglasses off so we could see your emotion in your eyes. Savage did that all the time, bro. Whoever wore sunglasses is a gimmick. They'd have them, and at the point when they had to get serious, they'd come off and boom. Because it adds Becky a layer Lynch. to it. You Becky Lynch is sitting there with her cosplay glasses yeah. No emotion, no nothing, and I'm like, okay, like, give give me a break. Like, is is everybody clueless in that company, or is it just a few? Is is it company wide, or is it just the people in charge? Who who are the clueless ones there, bro? Yeah, CWC events, company wide cluelessness. Gosh, man, I've done it a million times, and the boys got it. They understood that. I agree. Yes, indeed. It's unfortunate. But what's not unfortunate is channel attitude, man. Let them know about it. Check it out, everybody. Channelattitude.com, where we celebrate the freedom of speech. Join us if you want to support us. Channelattitude.com. And if you don't subscribe to Channel Attitude, maybe you will be the next recruit for judgment day (laughs) (laughs) but before you come over and subscribe to channel attitude chris before you do that you got to put on your false eyelashes first yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) yes indeed you have to send this russo a pic on twitter with your false eyelashes first and then we'll do it and ladies and gentlemen Channelattitude.com, tootsmot.com. Go check your favorite. <laughs> your favorite. Toots. 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 <laughs> this is the Legion of Raw, everybody. Have a good night. So long.